right. I just believe it works. Well, that's yeah, sort of I see works. it uploading it's, and it works. Yeah. It's there. It's the pixies. Oh. People message you and say, oh, you're really good on this week's episode, Lucy. <laughs> yeah, nothing to do with it. So <laughs> you're definitely not going to be able to use that mouse while we're recording. <laughs> just just <laughs> it being right beside the microphone. I'm Can you just... be left-handed? No. I'm not a freak. <laughs> hey, fuck you. <laughs> we just go I assume you're both ready you're both recording yeah you've uh, both got your both recording <laughs> <laughs> I was like what <laughs> wait let me get the audacity welcome to Tanked Up I was going to say Tanked Up live because all of us are in the same place but we're not actually coming to you live oh I'm also streaming, I'm not streaming. you're not streaming who's all of us all of us all of us I'm Ben that is Adol he pointed he didn't point he didn't and that's Lucy. Hello. Yeah. In Bristol. The weird city that is Bristol. <laughs> the excellent city that is Bristol. The, the countryside town that is Bristol. Pretty much countryside town, yeah. It basically yeah. is. Yeah. That makes sense. <gasps> Welcome back to the Bristopia. Thank you. It's a pleasure. It's episode 99. So it's episode 99. <laughs> and we're going to start with a beer. We are. We're going to start with beers and we're going to talk about topics. Topics episode. There's lots of things to discuss. It's been going on in in beer and in gaming. It's interested us over the last week. Yes. Yeah. It's a year, but we're not yeah. going back any further no. than a week, are we? No, I can't remember what happened. <laughs> Maybe November. I don't know. <laughs> We've got three beers. I think should we start with the fruity one or the APA? I'm, I'm fine with fruity. Fruity. All right. Let's start the night as we mean to go on. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is um, another beer from our friends over at Tool. Um, and it is the oh, fuck. I hate their labels. Yeah, their beer. Don't have much. Um, it's a pink and purple label. Um, is it a sour? It is not a sour. Is it a IPA? It is not an IPA. <laughs> is it a stout? It doesn't actually say. Uh, let me read. Why don't I read you yes. the text that it does say? Um, we present to you one of our next beers in our stupid hop adventure series. Oh, I lied. It's an Imperial IPA. I can't read. Oh my god! So you're starting us off on that? Yeah. So fine. We can. Well, no, no, let's, let's no, go no, for it. All right. Let me start it. Started. Uh, I can't believe I missed that. Yeah, our stupid hop adventure series, an imperial IPA with brewed with a close to stupid amount of apricot, and then on its um, mornings it says dangerously close to stupid amount of apricot. So, so what's it called? What's the name of it? It doesn't stupid it's, it's amount of apricot. I think this is my this is why I was struggling yeah. because they they are really bad with their labeling. So yeah, they are. They, that's I didn't see it, it, the only place where it says it's not I, IPA is in this text here. Oh, maybe that's its name. It's the, yeah, yeah, yes. So <laughs> the, the, the name and the style and the alcohol is the the oh, writing see. on its side. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, cut this. 
No, I'm going to cut this. Dangerous Close is to stupid amount of apricot, and it is an imperial IPA with apricot. Oi. That was a good start to the day. So 9.3%. What, what, well, good job. I've had two beers so far this uh, Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I have as well. I've had nothing well, yet. Ben's going to be on the floor. That's <laughs> so right, so I've eaten. I've eaten well. Yeah, I've eaten... I've had... Because um, I missed the train, I had a, a half pint because I was being polite to uh, this evening's festivities and then um, when we had dinner I had a pint yeah I suppose the thing is we're splitting this can three ways yeah that's why I wasn't oh, super concerned true. yeah so what's the difference between an imperial IPA and a colonialism <laughs> a colonial IPA didn't we try and work IPA? this out a couple of episodes ago I think we did yeah I completely oh I can smell that from here I yeah. completely forgot what we said I don't think there's any it's difference soon. I was going to say you have no idea like these are three very different glasses there's yeah. no way no no why have you used this glass <laughs> well and you also took one of my only pint glasses for your water <laughs> so Lucy's um, on her way down here went to Daya mm. dropped in to um, to have a pint pick up some beers from those guys but did find herself a nice fancy glass. Yeah, it's fancy. I don't know what you call these ones. It's, it's not a tulip quite glass. A chi- is it a tulip one? I thought, it, I thought yeah. the tulip ones are the ones with the bowed out at the yeah, top. Yeah, I thought right? they were smaller. And oh, like it's, it's a large packs. tulip glass. But oh, so it's you still, can have a large... Sh- I mean, the shape is still in the tulip yeah. shape. Because I was like, yeah, it's a tulip glass, but I thought those were just very like stout and small. So you're hit with that apricot instantly. Mm. Yeah. Although it, it's not as in your face as I was fearing. Sure. Yeah. Is it you? Is it peach? You it like, is yeah. peach, yeah. yeah. I don't know what the difference is. They come close. Fuzzy, aren't they? They're, fuzzy. They're both fuzzy fruits. They both have a peach stone. Yeah. They're both fuzzy, they come close. You guys are just making it too easy. <laughs> I literally held back and then I was like, oh, i got to hold back again. Yeah. Also. It smells sweet. You can just smell the malts yeah. coming off it. Yeah. yeah. I think the, the only thing is that once you've had a couple of, uh, once you've had your nose in there for a little bit, it does die down a little. I think we're getting that, that oh, pop from the uh, pop from the can. That's Didn't expect it to taste like that. No, it's um, it's a bit burnt. It's a bit bitter. Yeah, it's like grapefruity rather than yeah. Apricot. That's what. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what else is giving me a bit of a burnt mm. taste as I well as a bitter just malt. I don't know. But I don't know if that's what it is. I okay. The finish. Like give it ten seconds. I'm starting to feel the apricot again, but like yeah. that bitterness and and whatever I'm calling burnt is not quite burnt. Mm. It's a maybe a bit of acridity. Yeah, but mm. it's like you don't. It doesn't taste alcoholic. Like oh no, this from, if, if it's probably a good thing this nine percent's been put three ways. <laughs> there is. Yeah. I mean, but it, I can pick out. There is that little bit of sweetness mm. that I think is is the alcohol in there. Just yeah. the but kind that, of just poking through. It's like I don't think that's coming from the alcohol. Because mm. you know when you get like nine percent, eleven percent, get that kind of as Adil said, burnt almost. Not, yeah, not, it's, it, it's the acrid part yeah. of burnt yeah. is where it was. Yeah. But it's it's not this, as you say, it's not that alcohol uh, acridity because yeah. it's not like when you have a, 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 sh- a shot of vodka or something mm. like yeah. that that you get it's not that. that. It's not bur- yeah, it's not a burning sensation. Mm. Mm. It's just bitter. Yeah, it's like but it's like a really like grapefruit juice in this. That's what that. Yeah, but I feel like the acridity is is on mm. top of just the bitterness of the grapefruit. Like, there's something else going on there mm. that, that is making it I know what you mean. harsher than just like a strong grapefruit. I wonder if that's the difference between imperial and double. Imperial Maybe. just means it tastes burnt. 
I mean, you, you, maybe we find that Imperial has a hell of a lot more malt in it. Maybe. Or, you know, mm. we're just making stuff up now. Yeah, yeah we I are, was like, yeah. <laughs> we could check this. Mm. We do have the power. Yeah. We have two laptops, I, in fact. No, she's not allowed using her laptop. I, 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 I'll type very slowly. Type quietly. It's fine. <laughs> I was just teasing. We probably need these laptops to actually look at the topics as laptops. Fucking hell, I'm already, I'm already feeling it. Um, I don't think there is a difference by the look. Well, what do you think? So, Imperial Stouts were, in the 1800s, um, Stouts that were brewed in England and sent to Russia. So, they're Stouts yeah. aimed at the Im- Im- Imperial yeah. State market. of. Yeah. Okay. Well, Must have evolved since then. No. I just think it's choice of phrasing, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Whatever sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, fair In, enough. Uh, I mean, so Imperial IPA is less common, so it's like, oh, I'll pick that up. You know, it's, it's got yeah, more yeah, rather than the so. year of double IPA collaborations, yeah, yeah. we see an Imperial. Okay, so yeah, it's 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 literally Imperial stouts. At least are brewed in the style that was shipped to Catherine the Second's court from England. Welcome to history with. Yeah, and it tends to be over nine percent for an. Uh, I don't know who Catherine the Second is. Really, I may be. She's Russian. English, probably. <laughs> yeah, I may be English. But I don't know anything about this. Know um, but yeah, so so it's a, it's a over nine percent style of stout that's very strong and dark. No, well, this is probably dark light amber. Well, so that's the yeah. stout side. So I'm wondering yeah. if oh, they just sorry. mean the strength. So this is also nine mm. percent. So I think they've taken some of the approach of how to make an imperial stout and then IPA'd it. Mm. Well, I should mention that this isn't a bad beer. No, no. it's just it just really it's it took us by surprise. Yeah. yeah, it has that dissonance between the smell and taste mm. that we talked about a little last week. But yeah, you get a lot of the fruit. You get a lot of uh, get a, quite a fair bit of bitterness, but it's not the bitterness that I expect. But it goes down so easily. It does. I can't yeah. tell that this is nine point eight or nine point three or whatever. Yeah, so. completely. It's um, it's very easy drinking. Yeah, and it le- it finishes with wet m- mouthfeel, and that yeah. sweetness and the apricotness is what lingers the most. Mm-hmm. The bitterness starts to fade, and the apricot mm. stays. So it's actually quite interesting because I don't get a lot of apricot when I taste it, mm. and yeah. then, but when I haven't been tasting it, it's like, oh yeah, this is totally an apricot beer. Yeah, yeah, completely. Let's stick with beer. Stick with. Let's stick with beer and talk our first topic for the evening. Have we reached peak beer? Well, there is a newer brewery in Calgary called Peak Brewing. <laughs> they're the, the the ones who uh, we got the Crowler from. Yes, yes. We haven't reached them. No. We're quite far away from them. Oh, we'll be quite close in a matter of days. You will. You will. Um, so you're talking about the uh, CBC article about Peak Craft Beer? Yes, for, for non-North American listeners. Or people who didn't notice we posted that link What's on our Facebook page. Oh, we did. In yes, the preceding week to this episode. <gasps> What's CBC? Oh, it's... Come on now. If you know what the BBC is, you can... And you know what we've talked about Canada. Do some mental arithmetic, <laughs> motherfuckers. Hey, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm just earning that explicit tag. Yes, it's the Canadian Broadcasting well, Corporation. you s- said to a Canadian... What is the BBC? They I would say the British ver- no, I think Broadcasting Corp. No, I think they'd say something very different. I think the thing is, BBC, no. BBC is um, no, pretty well is, known. Is, is worldwide in its. I was yeah, trying also to make a sexual in- 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 <laughs> Oh, <laughs> gotcha! 
Yeah. How did that fly over your head, Mr. Pun King? Uh, wasn't Someone a pun. That's true. It's a very bad joke. I mean, I'm also vulgar, but yeah, I, I was not. <laughs> I was. I was not thinking you were jumped straight into the gutter so quickly. I would. It's, 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 it's the beer. Beer yeah. on the beer. It's the beer out mm. here. Uh, that's Kokney. I think that's their slogan from the <laughs> early to mid nineties. Um, so the article, I believe, talked just talked about how there are a lot of craft breweries mm-hmm. uh, opening in Canada and have opened recently, specifically in Alberta, my province of yep. home, my mm-hmm. home province. That's how you say that thing. <laughs> God, I'm gonna edit that out too. Not gonna edit that out nope. too. Um, uh, do you have the? Um, they, they did say a stat um, about yeah, how many in Alberta. Well, in Canada, um, overall, it's more than doubled over the past five years to nearly 800 breweries. Right. Um, Alberta? Yeah, Alberta suggests that um, it's been growing uh, faster than national pace, increasing from 19 breweries in the province in 2013 to 68 mm-hmm. currently. And, and part of that, um, we talked about that actually with um, Mark over at Wild Rose mm. when we had that episode. Um, that there's just been this renaissance, but uh, the other thing is uh, they cut out a need of I think is it five hundred thousand liters. Mm. Yeah, there was a regulation which said um, to, to essentially be a brewery and sell your beer commercially, um, you had to produce five hundred thousand liters per year. And they they took that away, mm-hmm. and of course now we're seeing the the results. Yeah. Um, Lucy and I talked a little bit about this at dinner, um, yeah. but. Um, yeah. One, we were capitalists, so in order for you us to have hit, well, our society is capitalist. In order to hit peak beer, we'd have to start seeing I'm suppliers going. drop out because demand is is topping mm-hmm. out, and all we're hearing is there's a lot of suppliers right now. Yep. Um, the uh, other thing we were t- we said uh, was so yeah, so I think that's like we clearly haven't hit peak beer based on mm. pure economics that way. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucy, you mentioned. Uh, uh, Something about um, how how beer uh, breweries are run being uh, an important thing to keep in mind. Yeah, so for a bit of context, um, I'm just looking here. There's now almost 1,500 breweries across the UK. I know in America they just passed 5,000. And so, it, you know, it's grown year over year. Yeah. I think it's still grown, but it started tapering off a bit. Mm-hmm. And there are breweries closing, but as you say, it, it's... Dependent on how they run. I mean, anything like there's so many different factors. I mean, the vote with the EU and Brexit. Yeah, yeah, that's had something to do with it. Um, hop contracts. Hops are even. Yeah. No, with more breweries, there's uh, <laughs> less contracts that smaller breweries can get, and they can close overnight. Mm. Or it's the case of where you open. I was saying to Adil, if you say open in a major city, where well, there's lots, lots of breweries, and you want to. Get into the scene because there's a scene there, and you want to collab with other. Yeah, you got economies of scale. Yeah, exactly, and you can, you know, like um, Nomad Breweries, you know, use somewhere else to yeah. brew your product, or yeah. or you could just open in the middle of the country, and it's like you've got steady profits and steady turnover, but it's like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you I, know, it doesn't mean you're going to close. It doesn't mean mm. it, it's just an odd statistic to say that. We've peaked. Yeah, I, I think it's clearly not we've peaked because you're not saying anything about closing. Mm. But also, the market is clearly there, there's such an appetite that these breweries can open, yeah. that people think that they can open. But the other side of this, of course, is that um, just like restaurants, um, 
uh, a bunch anyone can open a restaurant, mm. but it takes skill to keep it open. Yes, and there's there's yeah. definitely like what I think we'll start seeing is people who have opened breweries who don't have the experience in the industry because they couldn't have possibly because there's just hasn't been enough time yeah. with with the rate of expansion and so they won't quite know what they're doing um, and we'll start to see breweries shut, close shop but that still doesn't indicate that the, we've hit peak supply yeah, yeah. Right? we're just going to have a lot more um, naive or inexperienced people entering the market mm-hmm. and so it, the fact that even the inexperienced people who are clearly joining at least in Canada because of that growth mm-hmm. um Art closing shop suggests that we have quite the appetite still left. Yeah, and as a uh, the, the article also goes on and talks about craft beer as a percentage of the overall beer market as well. Small, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, well, I, I, the only the only they don't give a stat in this, but at least um, it moves on to the US mm. uh, and says that the Brewers Association in the US, which represents smaller independent brands has also backed off a previous goal of achieving 20% mm. of the market share. Yeah. Now, 20% seems a lot. It seems a lot. Yeah. Of the US and I market. don't think here it's, it can't be anywhere near no. that, can it? Well, so, yeah, I think that's the other thing is, um, are, are these breweries who are starting small who want to go to medium? They'll never be large because that's just not the way this works. Mm. But you, I mean, like, are these people who are trying to take, um, oh my God, I've forgotten their name, Punk IPA. Brewdog. Brewdog, thank you. Are these people trying to... Are these people who are trying to, to, to grow into the Brewdog space? Is that what they're trying to do? Then yeah, they're not going to succeed. We definitely have too many small breweries and, and not a lot of space for medium breweries. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't think that's what like Left Hand and Giant and... But yeah, uh, they're all not like aspiring other... to do that. They yeah. want to stay craft. They want to have that craft image. But it's like I was at Day earlier today. That, that taproom was... Packed out, and yeah. I, it opens at four. I got there probably ten past four. Sorry, it's already so. Yeah, there was tons of people there, and it's like That's I think as long as you got a tap room, yeah. you're fine. Do you think their location and the, the fact that it's a Friday the afternoon sort of helps? Bloody Cheltenham in on an industrial estate. Yeah, it's not even. I don't think it's close to the centre either. Mm. Cheltenham's not a big place, but yeah. it's all, I saw people driving there, people walking there. Yeah. It's like I think. As long as you've got the brand and the outreach and social well, media, most and you're not trying to expand fast. Yeah, I mean they don't even have a canning line yet. Yeah, and they're, they're meant to get a canning line. It's been delayed several times. But it's, it's clearly not affecting them being able to be. In no, because yeah. they've made so many collaborations. People mm. are flooding the tap room. I went there and I was thinking I'm probably not even going to get a uh, can because they only had one. The Northern Monk collaboration yeah. just that was it. Uh, yeah, and it was probably like. 20 of them in in the fridge the, the fridge was literally they had two fridges probably about a third third of it third of one fridge was full and it's like but people are still flooding there just to get on tap and you know yeah. stuff I think I think yeah it totally mm-hmm. depends on your business plan and in, in some ways I think we've, we've sort of touched on this before but like we're kind of just going back to the old days of a town having a brewery mm. yeah and or a village, right? And and people just drank that beer because it's the beer you can get. Well, yeah. I mean, now we're having quality being added to that picture, but also like, yeah, you won't be able to get all the Bristol beers all over the world, yeah. all over the country. Mm. But that's okay because they'll we're, they're starting to get a bigger market share in their local area, and that's sort of mm. the the model that makes sense. And if that's the case, well, then we've got a lot of at least in, in Canada, definitely we have a lot of room to expand because mm. yes, well, Alberta has a lot of breweries and a lot of, mm. and we've got a bunch in like Calgary, 
there's still a bunch of smaller, medium-sized cities which don't have microbreweries. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think and if if we're if we're really talking about microbreweries, where I'm talking about small craft breweries, sorry, I'm using ancient terms. Um, then yeah, there's I think there's tons of space so long as they're not trying to yeah. grow past being like if they're trying to satisfy uh, quality beer need in in a place with a um, small amount of people, mm-hmm. you're fine. There's mm-hmm. lots yeah. of space. Uh, I mean, Birmingham, which is the second city of the UK. I think we only have like three breweries in the city, big city, and a, you know, a bit of you two probably haven't even heard of two. I think one's is it Burning Sky or Burning Soul? Oh, one of them, and sorry. it's one of them. And there's uh, Brummy Brewery, who, who are literally maybe just over a year old. Yeah, which you've, you've a, brought us a can of that yeah, we're gonna try. And it's uh, like this tiny, space. yeah. And correction, actually. When I said 1,500, that's an um, article from two years ago. It's pushed past 2,000 in the Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. Really? Well, that is quite an acceleration. Yeah, and from that 2015 article, it was saying London has 74 breweries. It's probably more. It's probably more like 100. Mm, yeah. Mm. And it said a rise in, of 20 in 2015. In, Just in 2015? Yeah, that's what? 20, <sighs> that's over 20, 25%. Growth yeah, so I, I mean, yeah, I, I see yeah. in the future we're gonna have. I mean, we're gonna, this acceleration mm-hmm. is gonna have to slow down. Of course, yeah. But Every, I mean, I think what yeah. we're really seeing is that we're we're nowhere close to peak beer because no. that acceleration hasn't slowed down. Mm-hmm. Like peak beer would mean that you know we think of a standard distribution curve. It's slow. The slope slows as you reach the top, like a mountain. Uh, we're yeah. not there. The best business to get into now is the marijuana business. Is it being legalized in this country? No, no, but like if you go to Canada, you're fine. Hustle, mate. Mm, uh, Canada's. Just, I just when you say business, <laughs> I guess I'll buy some from you. Hustle. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna avoid this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to be accidentally implicated when I'm about to move <laughs> transit <laughs> from this gonna, country to Canada and back before I move about a hundred keys of the snow. Oh yeah, <laughs> That's no. What gonna no. Say. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ah, uh, dear. Oh, yeah. We laughed so hard we peaked. <laughs> We've hit peak audio. Shall, yeah. we, <laughs> shall we drink another beer? Uh, yes, we should. <laughs> what should we have next? Uh, uh, we've got two beers. Was, uh, two we beers should have started with us. We should have started with the left-handed uh, giant. So we're going to drink the left-handed giant late-night fist fight. It's a Cascade Centennial and Mosaic APA 5.5%. And that's not the American Philosophical Association. It's definitely not. It's an American pale ale. And that's because there's an ale found in a pail. Also not true. life easy. <laughs> we've, now, we've now got equal glasses. Yes. Um, it's another... No, the, I say another. The two old was, what, a 500ml can? Yeah. The uh, 440. Yeah, I do appreciate the two old doesn't make fake tall boys. Tall boys are half liter cans, and we've got these weird. Tall not boys quite. or two old boys? Two old boys. Well done. I'm on fire. Oh shit! <laughs> oh, don't worry, I won't waste beer putting you out. It's fine. There's more to come. Um, it's a. It's the same color as the last <laughs> beer, isn't it? It's, it's, it's a little more carbonated, judging by the head. I would say. That's a tiny bit. Uh, that was yours, wasn't it, sir? I yeah, you had the pint, yeah. It smells. It smells. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, this it's, this it's, beer has a nose. I don't know why I've turned a... you into a nerdy dude. 
it's 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 um oh it's sharp sharp smell mm. Mm. fruity it is but you're not hit by the smell are you no. unlike the two old which um you could hit you could yeah, smell as soon smell as i crack the can yeah this one this one's it's sharp but it's a little subtle mm. it smells really good yeah it does Mm. Did it have any other flavour text or just the no, really creepy no. monster people? It's just some excellent artwork on the front of, um, of some yeah, crazy I, creatures. I have to admit, fight. I saw these two basically beside each other. I'm like, oh, they look pretty together. Yeah. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm actually talking about my co-hosts here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's, I, I get, it's quite light. And mm. I get like a floral... Yeah, kind of finish on it as well. It, it's got a slightly bittering finish, but mm. only slightly. Mm. A, little, a little more than the two. Oh, you know what it is? It's a different it's, kind it's of sli- uh, bittering sort of finish. It's also it? drier. Yeah. So that bitter is a little yeah, more sure. in, intense, but like because it's being paired with the mouthfeel rather than being it being mm. stronger. Mm. Yeah, really dry for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I realized really that I was I was conflating the drying mm. out with bitterness. Yeah. Um, it does. I mean, it's dry, but that flavour does stick with you, doesn't mm, it? Yeah. What 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 hops are in it? Cascade Centennial and Mosaic. Yeah, I was about to say it's Mosaic in it. Yeah, it's so literally called the so. Cascade Centennial Mosaic oh, APA. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, which is a great. I, I like when the label is not just APA because, like, it has a title. It's the last night for fist bite or last night fist bite, but they're going to call it a Cascade Centennial Mosaic APA, mm. so you know exactly what's going yeah. on. Yeah, I'm definitely getting a lot of mosaic on the finish. Wow. It was that floral kind mm-hmm. of. Uh, I, I thought it might have been a little, a little more citrus mm. than it is. I, I'm almost getting nothing in that. Um, I, I kind of know what you mean. Not getting as much fruit as I'd expect. Yeah, APA, yeah. I think the Cascade and Centennial are actually fighting back the mosaic, sort of tempering it down. Because usually the last few like times I've had a mosaic hopped beer they've been primarily either solely mosaic or mosaic mm. and citra or something which pair really well and yeah, support yeah, each yeah. other and it seems like this is actually tempering rather than pushing up yeah I think if it had citra in it you'd get a lot more fruitiness yeah mm-hmm. but, um, but I, I quite like yeah. um, I quite like that it you're getting parts of the mosaic but not like the the big hit that I'm sort of more used to that we've had I'm lately. getting quite a lot of it at the end to be honest um and the more you drink, sort of as mm. the as the previous beer sort of disappears from your palate as well. Yeah, it's definitely sort of becoming a little bit more prevalent. You are getting yeah. a little bit more of those sort of fruity notes. I think that that the similarity between the two beers is precisely that um, their their taste is actually coming out after you've had it. The yeah. finish is really showing how developed the taste mm. is, mm. and it's almost uh, you almost get that that sensation. I mean, the the aftertaste almost gives me the same kind of mouthfeel that a wine gum leaves you with it's okay. that kind of like dry mm, but, just but a little bit of slightly sweetness. sweet yeah. slightly fruity kind of flavour but which which kind of wine though? <laughs> the red one okay <laughs> I don't get I don't get the berry <laughs> <in>. so, <laughs> the green one I don't know do it's one wine gum at a time what? You not just put your hand in and just... No. But they just shove several flavours in your, your mouth? You are a I nonsense like creature. Like You're not even a nonsense no. man with that claim. You're a nonsense creature. <laughs> I don't even That's like, a trollish I, thing to do. I don't like sweets and that just sounds like my worst nightmare. Oh. The black ones are the best ones. <laughs> it's like putting 
ten yeah. Harry Potter. As long as you can a- agree that the black ones are the best ones, then then. I, I, my, my teeth hurt just speaking of it. <laughs> Should we move on? Yes. No. <laughs> I don't want to talk about wine gums. Oh wait, I think green's claret. <laughs> but I don't know. I know that they technically are mapped to actual. I'm not grapes. googling wine gums, so let's move on. Yeah, I tell you what. Before we move on, we can we can we can edit this out if we want. The other day, I bought a um, a beef and merlot pie. Oh, oh Merlot, that's nice and, and was, juicy, it was, and it was very good. Just from Aldi. Really? Just, have just a frozen pie. They have they have weird. They like sell Kobe beef and stuff like that. Well, it's because they they. I mean, all they do is they go to suppliers and where they can get wholesale for cheap in yeah. large quantities. That's why you get weird waves of like. Oh, that was really good. Go back to next week. Yeah, because uh, it'll never happen again. I mean, oh what, shit! Probably less than probably maximum yeah. ten years ago. Aldi was like, you don't go there. But it's like they have prob- probably nicer, more exotic stuff than any other supermarket in this country. I, I, I shop in Aldi every week. Yeah, yeah. And I have go decent to, I, beer as well. Mine's not. So, mine's not. Very yeah, big. I've got a crap beer in my Aldi and my Lidl. They're both bar- be, bad. I, I think they're not. Amazing, but mm. it's closest to craft that isn't craft. <laughs> no, for me, the Tesco has like brew dog, so yeah, that helps. Yeah, for sure. Mm. It's like you go up to the train station, so if you go down the road and up to Church, the main drag, you'll you're right by Lidl. If you go that way to the main drag, you're right by a Tesco Express and then an Aldi. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I usually do the Aldi Tesco Express for like, oh, I'm looking for a specific thing. Aldi doesn't have it. Chucks. Now I'll have to spend a little more on yeah, it. Yeah, I, I just go to Morrison's and buy a four pack of New yeah. World IPA. Yeah. I've got back into Oakham Ales because oh, yeah. 500 mil. Yeah, like yeah. yeah, real yeah. cans. Real, real, real cans. Well, bottles. bottles. Real bottles. Real bottles. Whatever. <laughs> Manly balls. <laughs> I don't beer. Oh my god, uh, that's actually um, uh, it's funny. I haven't had to use that voice in a long time. It used to be Randy, um, which was like my perverse um, sexual deviant persona. <laughs> Randy. Randy, it's good. I like it. Oh, it's good. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, I can uh, feel you looking over a, a, a timber fence into your next door <laughs> neighbor's garden. Hey, hey. How's it going? Yeah, exactly. Nice. It's a, it's like a cross between gruff um, redneck, and I don't think you've ever seen the Red Green Show. No. Oh, okay, then my duct tape. That's all I need to say. Duct tape. Oh dear. Chloroform. Oh dear. Yeah, I just I just realized the context. <laughs> a van. Yeah, red green is. Yeah, oh god. Let's good to cut, uh, cut this out. <laughs> you're gonna forget. Uh, no. Hundred keys of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Um, so, Games. oh, oh, shit! We peaked so much during all that laughing. I'm gonna have to cut it because it's just not gonna be good oh, audio. What a shame! What a shame! Oh, we're definitely doing one of those episodes where we just talk about a lot of editing. It's not gonna happen. No, no. Um, should we talk about some video games? Video sure. games. Video games. The games. You like looking at videos of legs? Yes. The games. Games. <laughs> That's nice set of games on that one. Back on topic. Did you not play anything this week or? Oh, I played something. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I finished up Dishonored 2. Oh, yeah. Did yeah. You, you? Oh, yeah. Because you got that from your mate, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. How long did it take you? About 
15 hours or something? It was a bit more than that, but I kind of... Um, Did you go on the uh, no-kill run? No, oh, God, no, those are so painful. No, so hard. You just kill everybody in sight. And well, I tried to do it a bit think, more... St- like, I like to play my games. When you have yeah. this choice of how you want to play it, I like to play it a little bit more stealthy. I kind of like to survey the, the level design yeah, I like, and see what's I like going on. I like planning strategically, and yeah. then, but as soon as something fucks up, trying to minimize yeah. the fuck-up. Like, mm. So I like the Dishonored 1, I liked the fact that you could kind of intercept your fuck-up so it wouldn't immediately... It wasn't one of those games where you've been detected. Everybody knows you're fucked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Th- those are games are so annoying. When that happens. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it at, you know, at length, I suppose, in the in the previous episode. But I wanted to kind of leave my final judgment until I'd finished it. Yeah. And, um, and it holds up all the way through. Yeah, and, and actually, good. the last kind of... You know, the, 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 what I liked about it is there isn't a boss fight as such. It would have seemed so out of place mm. for that to be in there, but it, it's not. You know, it's a, the, the last level is a. It, it, I say it's a normal level. It's you know set up as the other levels are set up, and yeah. you then have these choices that you can make and doing different things and taking it one way or the other, which was which was great. But the standout for me was um, was chapter seven, which introduced a completely new mechanic. And made you play a different way. Is that the clockwork? No, no, no. Uh, uh, Chapter 7 allows you to jump into um, two different time periods. So you're in a a house. (laughs) You're in this house and it's dilapidated in your time period. Now is it little and on a prairie? (laughs) It's not. It's big and in a city. Oh, But but not an apartment? No, no. A big big stately home, if you will. Mm. Uh, But you're gifted... um, an item which allows you to uh, to go into another time period, which I think was set maybe 10, 15 years previously, right. when certain events were happening, which you know pertain to the story. Yeah. And you can jump back into that time period to be able to move through obstacles, because parts of the house are collapsed, you can't get into certain parts, so you jump yeah. back into the other time. You've then got enemies and guards and people to deal with in that other time. So it's Titanfall 2, basically. <laughs> no, it's just like, well, I think I'm Titanfall wondering. 2 might have stolen it from Dishonored 2. Did that come out first, or did Titanfall come out first? I came out about the same time. Yeah, but it's like, I wonder why people didn't talk about that in Dishonored, because everyone was on about Titanfall 2. Yeah. It's like, if this is the same thing, it's like, how come no, no, well, no one played it, unfortunately? Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it is the standout part of that game for me. Right. That you get so used to, yeah. to playing a certain way, and the game just suddenly goes, no, yeah. can't do any of that anymore. Switches You've got to do this instead. Yeah. You go, oh, shit. So, so what's the level... I think there's another level that people went on about. Some... some Kind of clockwork. So the the, the clockwork mansion. I think that's what everyone. Yeah, which is quite early on. It's Mm. I say it's early on. It's about halfway through the game. Right. Um, And uh, you're very, I suppose, underpowered uh, compared to how you are towards the end of the game. But you have these almost indestructible uh, clockwork soldiers, which are Mm. half mechanical, half bone sort of yeah yeah yeah, uh, machines. Which detect you very easily. They have a wider detection range than the, than the human enemies do. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will kill you in two hits, no doubt. They're very fast. You, you've got almost zero chance of running away from them, and they're very hard to kill. You know, right. you can so just avoid. Yeah, exactly. You can yeah. you can move up to an enemy, and you know if you get behind them, it's a one hit kill. Right. Uh, if you're fighting them in combat, if you parry them, you can one hit kill them. You know, the clockwork soldiers. I don't think I could parry, or at least if I could parry, they put me off 
balance so much that I had to I was stunned for a, yeah. a, a, a period of time or at least the character might not have been but maybe I was so overcome by right. the, mm. the, the quick paced combat that it took me a moment longer yeah. to, to be able to sort of figure out what was going on but yeah that was a a hard part but I found a decent because mm. of the way that I play this and try and survey my surroundings and do it stealthily I actually managed to miss a huge like portion yeah. of that right. of that mission and just circumvent the, the standard route of going through it um, so I didn't have to fight too many of them and then by the time you encounter them again in the game mm-hmm. which is maybe chapter 8 something like that uh, you're, you're tooled up and equipped enough to be able to deal with them quite yeah. easily right so they're, they're no longer sort of the boogeyman type figure that they are sort of early on in the game I really enjoy when, when games do that they serve you up the same like an imp- seemingly impossible like really strategic enemy and mm. then because you're of character growth mm. and not just like and I'm not talking about RPGs like JRPGs especially are guilty of this where it's just like now like oh yeah this was tough at level 8 now I'm level 13 I can one shot everything I mean like where you just have a broader set of skills so yeah. that yeah. the same like strategic encounter is like a very quick calculation instead of a not so quick calculation mm. and I, it's it's one of those things that with with Dishonored um, you can put uh, points into skills one of those skills is strength uh, and had I, I didn't, but had I put points into strength, I think it would have taken me less sort of right. sword blows to take one of them down, but not a significant amount. You know, you're not having the yeah, amount of damage and, and, you need to do to them. You're now no longer being stealthy. Exactly. Or whatever, but yeah. I suddenly had, um, uh, I think they're called tripwire mines, but mm. it's sort of a little mine of, of some type which, which shreds them almost. Mm. Um, or, you know, you use your environment as well. There's this. Um, because it's uh, sort of steampunk, you have whale oil, right. which mm-hmm. you, they use to power a lot of their machines. If you throw this, it will ignite on exp- on hitting something. Right. So you could just, if you want, just chuck a canister of whale oil at That's one of these things, and it just 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 it's explodes them. It's not how whale oil works in no. our reality. Who, who did you play as Emily? Or- uh, I played as Emily. Emily, okay. I yeah, played obviously the, said- the first was Corvo, yeah. so I wanted that that change. Mm, everyone says that's a, probably better. the better one. Yeah, that's what I've heard as well. Yeah, but that I like what you said about the boss. That, that the fact that there wasn't one. Mm. I think sometimes it can be jarring when there's no final boss. It's like I found that in Wolfenstein. It was like you oh, did I'm have done. A, yeah, yeah. It had a it had what felt like the mini boss before the boss, and then it ended. It's like oh, that's strange. But at the same time, you just you're relieved because it's like such a outdated kind of mechanic well I, I really like how we've, we've sort of one we're starting to get big games which don't mm. rely on boss fights and then mm. we're starting to get games yeah. that are basically just boss fights yeah so if you want that type yeah. of fight you can like just Cuphead have that. Like that yeah, yeah. so Cuphead's yeah. an example yeah because I mean, like I'm just remembering the first Wolfenstein that I had to you drop mean 3D? the difficulty okay of the rebooted uh, Wolfenstein 2015 2014 I think it's 14 yeah 2014 but um yeah that was the first time in that game where I had to drop the difficulty to baby Mm. ass baby mode because it's like didn't know what to do I was getting killed it's like it's sometimes so frustrating when you've gone through a whole game fine you know you've had challenges yeah so I mean uh, that that to me just is a mark of a poorly designed boss because it should be harder but like 
if I've gotten through the game on this difficulty level, then within 20 tries, I should be able to kill your boss. Yeah. 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 And I mean, sometimes there's this... And, and I also think it's about design. If it's there's something I'm missing that's actually quite obvious... Mm. that like oh you need to like you know some pattern or whatever yeah. but like that also I think it's still a good indication that it's not well designed even yeah. if there's a thing I wasn't exploiting that if I didn't notice it within 20 tri- tries then it's still not good yeah or especially when you have like upgrade trees and skill trees and they do and nothing. it's like that one thing that you didn't oh upgrade, fuck yeah like oh it turns out if you had just picked this Nonsense route towards yeah. the if you pick kill that, the you boss button, throw smoke bombs or something <laughs> like that. It's like I have no need for that in the game. I got through it. It's like yeah. no, you need to upgrade smoke bombs to do this boss. It's yeah. like I either can't go back or have to go back and grind or something. It's just, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, it's so frustrating. It's like, and I and I think if you don't know how to, if you can design a really a game really well, but you don't design know how to design bosses, I'm really glad that they're trying to. They've started to yeah. realize. Let's just not design a boss. Yeah, I mean, the most, the worst case that I came across it was Deadpool. I really Oh, I never finished that game. that game. I never finished it because it's too damn hard, the last <laughs> level. And it's like, it, it lasts for about literally an hour. You have to go oh, through, like, you really? have to do some platforming stuff, kill about a million things. And then when you get to the final boss. Oh, also. Awful. Like, yeah. Awful. And it's like, I've enjoyed this game up to this point. I'm, I'm not playing it. I'm returning it to Blockbuster before I get frustrated. Yeah. I hate Blockbuster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was a while ago. Um, like when it first came out. Yeah, when it first came and then, out. And then they ran and Activision wow. lost their license. Or was it Activision? They, they, no, it wasn't Activision. But, so they, they re-released it. They re-released it because... Did release it because it, what did you play on? 360? 360? Was that what it was yeah. on the first yeah. release? Yeah. They, they re-released it. It used to be actually really expensive to get used because it was such a small game and then it got mm. called status but then they had, the license had ran out but then when the movie was coming out they re-released they reacquired that's license. right they did yes it's and now it's quite easy to get so there was a time where you, you could have easily fenced a few copies but Nolan North just being an idiot and it was just great you know it's great it's, it's a fun game yeah it's like a B game but it's like there's nothing wrong with B games. No, nothing at all. You say, you say it's like a B game. I, I don't know why I saw this um, you know, like made for Facebook um, video that came up earlier. You mm. know, like these these list videos, you know, top oh, ten. When you're scrolling on is, that, is it one of those things where Facebook you mean a uh, thing that Facebook generates for you or do you mean like No, 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 sorry. It, it just directed me. It's like oh, a sponsored okay. post that gotcha. it had been sent to me. But it's some it's some website which has has made this video and it was ten most expensive games and Deadpool was Really? fifth or sixth most really? expensive game ever made. Really? Yeah. Surely that's yeah. just the license. Yeah, it, it completely could have been the license. Yeah. That did not look like an expensive game, in uh, all yeah. fairness. You know? um, it wasn't Uncharted level, Uncharted two levels, or no. three levels of polish. No Uncharted's you know? on there. They're not that expensive. Really? Compared to no, game, right? no, they've got to be. Uncharted four, I could smell the money coming off it. I mean, oh, but but you're th- yeah, you could smell yeah, money being to... spent, not money being wasted. <laughs> True, but a but, lot of a lot of. Uh, Developers are much like green. Hollywood studios. They just burn money in stupid well, ways. So, um, I well, think, no, North probably cost a bucket. <laughs> by that time, probably. I think the fourth or third game was Modern Warfare 2. And it, it did oh, give... Um, it, oh, they definitely made their money. This, well, this, this video definitely uh, gave sources for where mm. it was getting these numbers from as well, which was, which was yeah, good, which is fine. Yeah. Um, but the third or fourth game was Modern Warfare 2. And the game, uh, it suggested... That it cost two hundred and fifty million 
to make. But that's huge. But 50 million was mm. development. 200 million was marketing. Yeah, it usually is. That's, the way that's insane. But that, it said like it made 500 like lot, million in the first wow. or something like that. That was like 10 years ago, wasn't it? So Yeah. Yeah, because oh, they, they, sorry, they, they, did, they had adjusted for inflation yeah. as well. All of these, because so, I'd bet that Uncharted Four, nope. I bet that I bet, bet that cost a billion. No, um, the, the, the most expensive game made, no, it suggested, really? was Destiny. Um, not according to Marketing. the Wikipedia Marketing. article that's adjusted for inflation. No, um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two. I'll just do the. It's the most expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then okay. GTA Five. Yeah, yeah no, GTA Five was second or third in this video. Yeah, FF Seven. Yeah, that was really high as well. Um, it just yeah, I mean it was Final Fantasy Seven. Mm. Forty-five million in nineteen ninety-seven money. Um, that's like at least sixteen billion now, isn't it? <laughs> wait, wait, but, but, so what happened? Though? We're, we're on Zimbabwe no, money now, the, aren't we? Fucking the thing is, what what gets it higher is a, it's a hundred million dollar marketing cost in nineteen ninety seven. They pushed the shit out of it. Yeah, that. I know mm. that. It, it most goes to marketing. Mm. Yeah. Um, then Star Wars: The Old Republic. Oof. Yeah. Bioware yeah. did not get all that money back. Um, yeah, then true. Destiny. Then GTA Four. Oh, and we've done the top five. Surprises mm. me. Yeah. I, I think I would have thought games cost like half a billion nowadays. No, they yeah. still don't. This Easily. is this is what I've been trying to say this year when you're saying they're so expensive. I also, although yeah. I have come around to thinking, given that um, they're basically the same cost and not adjusted for inflation and huge difference in development mm. uh, costs, especially like they've basically been sixty dollars. Like they were a hundred dollars when I was younger. But just for inflation, they're the same. Like, yeah. they're yeah, they're sixty bucks, and they've been sixty bucks for way too long. Yeah. And they're we're starting to see the. I mean, this is why we're starting to see the Hollywood model of too big to fail. Mm. Big franchises, huge budgets, because you know you'll get your money back, even if it's not that much. But no one takes risks. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, marketing. I mean, you know, I'm from Birmingham, but even in my little area of the city you see posters on like just just bus, bus stops, stops yeah. Yeah. yeah for like destiny 2 and it's like mm. how the, how did this get here and it's like oh yeah they spent like a billion pounds on marketing fair enough <laughs> it's just crazy yeah. i am um, it's just crazy a, a, an aside of my mm. criminal past i don't i can't i cannot remember how old Get i was tape. when um, yeah when, when the when the prequel tri- trilogy for star wars came out I think it was the second film when they did a load of posters. Yeah, they did a load of posters, which was one of the characters on a just on a big black background, (laughs) and it was just the character in the middle, and all it said underneath was you know Star Wars Episode Two Attack of the Clones, you know, and their their all of their trademark writing was so small on the bottom that you could barely see it. And uh, and uh, by my local bus stop, by where my mum lived, um, was a Yoda poster, and it was it was positioned so perfectly on this poster. That as soon as I saw, it, I thought, "Oh my god, I, I I want that on my wall. I, I <laughs> ah, want okay. this poster." <laughs> so my brother and I waited until uh, the dead of night. <laughs> waited until the next day. We bowled up to the bus stop to find that it had been changed. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> 
Wait, so how is this part of your criminal past? <laughs> just that you thought about <laughs> no, no, criminal, criminal intent. Criminal oh. intent. You get one of those diamond cutters and you were going <laughs> to... Yeah. Suck it they, out. They, they, they spent so much time planning an Ocean's Eleven style <laughs> distraction and heist. We spent at least ten minutes. Ten <laughs> minutes working out what oh, time shit. of day to go up there on. Hmm. Oh. We're drinking a beer. Yeah, we're you know, drinking the... Your turn to read. It is. The, you've got flavour text too. With ooh, yeah, you got the most. It is the text. Sriracha Black IPA from Arbor, so local to Bristol. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's oh, there's a lot of flavour text here. <laughs> I'm just gonna get no. Three. Read the whole thing. Okay. You're gonna read the first word. The. Let's face it. Huh. Most people either love or hate beers made with Sriracha Ace. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Oh, didn't know. It's that. like cilantro. I like it. Yeah, because, yeah. It's uh, meant to have that dinner taste. Yeah. <laughs> Nova Hop has such a unique and distinctive flavour, often being described as having savoury and herbal notes, including lemongrass and dill. Mm. We felt it would be perfect in a black IPA, which contrasts these hot characteristics with its subtle coffee and dark chocolate malt profile. It's 5.8%, and this is a 568 milliliter bottle. Yeah. Just to be comfy, and you've left some beer in here. What are you doing? Yeah, I think he thought it was unfiltered. Mm. I think he's gotten used. Yeah, but to that's it. the best part. Um, <laughs> it's all, all the, the good yeast. All the bits. Yeah. All the bits. Do you not pour the bits in? No, I usually leave the bits. I always do. Um, yeah. Also, the flavor is um, madman. <laughs> a subtle coffee and dark chocolate malt profile hmm. is basically a description of my Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> Had to go there. Yeah, it's a oh, really you. nice beer. <laughs> it, it is a nice beer. It is a nice beer. Um, you're getting those Tinder notes definitely on this, but it's nice and sweet in the nose. I mean, Sriracha almost always makes me think of kind of like that an aniseedy kind of mm. yes, flavor. Yes, it, it definitely has. It's like a it's like a sweet. Like a sweet licorice candy, yeah. So it's yeah. got that anise flavor, but also extra, but it has that sweet note. Mm, and I think it, I don't know whether it's because it's that sort of that that roasted malt kind of flavor that it's maybe pushing that a little bit. Oh wow, that more. taste! That is anise. Mm. I see mm. what you mean. That anisey taste is is the first taste. I the first hit of the taste I get is that. Yeah, you get a lot that, of herbal. herbal that herbal, <laughs> yes. um, yeah. I really like it. As yeah, well. yeah. I'm actually surprised at how um, the like burnt really. and the mm. toffee and the like the, the the burnt malt sort of character is actually quite light. It's again, it's there in in in, in the finish, mm. but it, and it, it's just blended really well with, yeah. with the it's, with it's the a the really hop. good combination. I don't yeah. think I've had a, a sriracha one. IPA, yeah. black IPA, black IPA, because yeah, I'm getting, but it's it's like having a salty salted chocolate. Kind of thing, a bit. Yeah, it's got that. It's it's, yeah. a, it's a, like two uh, opposite <laughs> opposite tastes that yeah. somehow taste really well. Salty but yeah. sweet. And yeah. Like like yes, yeah, <laughs> sea salt caramel sounds like it shouldn't work, but it works mm. really well. It's yeah. the same idea. This the sriracha ace with with the the more robust mm. malts. Well, they just they just work like really yeah, well in tandem. It's they strange because I'm just perplexed by this beer, but it's really good. Yeah, they're onto a winner. Yeah, mm, so, mm. yeah. I really like this. I give them two cues or kudos. Alright. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. it's no Tinder profile joke, oh, but it's a lot to do. Did, oh. 
I was about to say, have you played anything with you? <laughs> other than... Nope. <laughs> I was I was actually about to throw it to you so that we could actually have a right. conversation. <laughs> well, I thought um, be polite. Cause I have I played a thing? Hmm. Oh, when was the last time we talked? Spoke? Podcasted. Last week? Mm, I did a thesis boot camp. Yes. Wrote 20,000 words in two and a half that days. That is a... Very intense. I played. I played the do your job game. <laughs> um, no, I don't think so. I was hoping to dig out the switch, and also, I've actually put. I, I got a good deal on Black Friday of Wolfenstein the old, mm. um, the new <gasps> Colossus. Well done. And I've put it on the table, and it's been there for two weeks, and I have yet to insert it in the PlayStation. <laughs> what are you doing, sir? You've got about an hour to play it because I'm going to probably spoil it all on the game of the year. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just walk out of the room. Yeah. Um, so we, I did play a game I really enjoyed briefly at Ben's after we recorded the last podcast, um, which was Mother Russia Bleeds. Mm. Which, um, when I was looking through my Steam um, list of games um, to figure out what I had actually played... It turns out I got a copy of that for free nice. in um, Humble Bundle Monthly in April, and mm. I've yet to o- install it on anything on uh, PC. So it turns out this game that I really enjoyed it's a it's a it's a spiritual successor to Streets of Rage mm. with a sort of Doctor well Mister Hyde werewolfy sort of motif in that you have um you have a you fill up a syringe with a thing that gives you uh, will restore health or give you superpowers depending yeah. on which shoulder yeah. button you hit but it is it's just it's it's streets of rage is why yeah. I like yeah. it it's a it's yeah. a 2D uh, side scrolling brawler isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's like faux 16 bit yeah. 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 yeah like some bit some some pieces of the art I'm pretty sure are more than that but I've heard it's quite hard I don't it's, it's it very difficult yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I remember when I was um, when I first picked it up, I banged my head against one boss for ages mm. and ages. And I said to you when we when we Which hit that boss, <laughs> X, circle I think right. um, that makes sense. When we um, when we were playing it, yeah. I, I, we got to that that boss, the guy yeah. with the gun, and I, I said to you, I'm I'm sure I haven't beaten this guy, but um, uh, I, I just randomly looking at trophies, I yeah. found out that I had beaten him because we picked up a couple of trophies mm-hmm. and we played and I thought oh, I'll have a look and see what they were what did, what did we do because they looked like they just appeared for yeah. no reason So, uh, but then I found out that I had beaten that boss but I don't think I played it any further then you probably beat him after and then we're like oh, I need and then put, yeah exactly put it down to play something else and never picked it back up but it's, well, it's great as a, a co-op yeah game. I mean, um, it's so much better playing it together. Yeah. I, I'm I, I'm saddened that I own it on the PC because I didn't think I did until earlier. So actually, it was like six bucks Canadian um, on the on the PSN sale mm. right now. So mm. I bought it. So if if we wanted to play it later, which nice. is why I asked you for two DS. Yeah, yeah. Thought we could play it because um, it's four player as well, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I found out like. 45 minutes after I bought it that I owned it on the PC yes. and I could just as easily make those controllers work on the PC. Oh, <sighs> I've been spending yeah. $6 on a game I owned yeah, and then I might play one night. <laughs> <laughs> the life of a Steam addict. Yeah, I think I've... I, 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 I'm going to cancel my Humble Bundle monthly. They're going to make a documentary, a Channel 4 Dispatches. No, I'm, I'm not nearly as big a hoarder as I need to be to be a documentary worthy. I'm in that horrible middle ground, right? Yeah. Of like, 
And you kind of have a problem, or you at least did, and they're still riding the coattails of that problem. <laughs> but, like, other people have taken that problem to, like, again. 11, so you, you you just have to not have a spotlight and mm. kind of rue the day that you found out about Steam sales and bundles. Yeah. Cool. I know, it's rough. Um, So, Mother Russia Bleeds, uh, I really like it. Um, uh, We only played about... Half an hour last Yeah, week. something like that, yeah. Um, but I want to play some more of yeah. it. I really mm. enjoyed it. It, it, it. There's not enough of those games around. Yeah, well, yeah. the mechanics felt tight. Like, the controls felt tight. Like, you, you have throws. You have punching, kicking, jump kicking. Like, it actually had more has more than, like, Streets of Rage did. So mm-hmm. Yes. You, and then you also have your sort of use up all your syringe and, like, and then and, and mm-hmm. beat the crap out of people. But I also like the idea that you were... One of the, the mechanics is... Um, your syringe is basically like four doses or something. Yeah, three, I think. But there, but certain enemies, when they drop, they twitch, and mm. you can crouch over and extract the serum from them because mm. they're That's also got the serum. Here. So you get more of the serum by basically spotting the right guy and also timing it such that you won't get punched while you're doing that. Yeah, you're crouched and super. Prone. Yeah, you're vulnerable at all times. Or you tell, or, or if you're yeah, playing with yeah. with with the part, uh, partner, your partner, your friend, whatever, yeah. whoever you want to play games with, um, um, you, you can just be like, cover me. I'm 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 extracting some serum, and so it it, it actually. <laughs> You'll never Whoa. say that again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it actually it encourages sort of more crosstalk than you usually get in us. Yeah, it's it's really, yeah, just doing your own thing in those yeah. games, and then just pulling each other now. Well, so the one thing that it, <laughs> uh, we weren't playing with, uh, which I'm glad because it's hard. It was a difficult game, but we were playing with um, no friendly fire. But the reason why I love Streets of Rage so much is because friendly fire ex- is permanent, but like yeah. really a low amount of damage. Mm. Right, so like you couldn't easily kill each other. You can make things difficult, but also the grabs. All you do, you would do, was go up to your mate and grab them, and then they'd get punched by someone else. But if you grab, if you were grabbing um, your um, uh, someone on your side, if they hit attack, they would like do a kick through or something. So like, if they timed it, they would actually hit the guy. If they didn't realize that, they would just get beat up, and you're like, well, you gotta kick them. It's just the right balance of being being able to be a dick, but also like. Not killing, but I think with with Streets of Rage, it's almost that eighties nineties um, well, yeah. buddy action uh, punch, isn't it? You kind of lightly tap them, yeah. And they go and turn around to you, like, hey, there's yeah. bad guys. Hit these, you know, that sort of almost but, comedy moment but, but you get so in an action film. So one of the things Mother Russia Bleeds does, which I um, is that they do at least in that first level that we played or second level, whatever it was. Is difficulty via um, just saturation. Oh, a lot of man. a lot of bad guys. Yeah. And like in Streets of Rage, if you try, if there was like four bad guys and your friend, you couldn't just jump kit the lot because you'd hit your buddy and then he'd get knocked mm-hmm. over. And then and that actually might cause them to be punched as soon as they stand up. With friendly fire off, it's like I don't really care about that. I'll just jump kick. Uh, jump kicks are clearly what, what I do yeah, to yeah, clear yeah, out yeah, things, yeah. and I'll just sort of bounce from side to side, jump kicking. And in Streets of Rage, I remember being that that being a big strategy for me but then it was like oh shit I need to avoid hitting you mm. and so it kind of felt like well I mean you're basically saying the big sweeping move is what I need to do right now and it'll take a while but I'm also pretty protected in the air yeah, yeah. so it kind of sucks that like that's the way they've ramped up difficulty in parts of the level because like there's a slow boring way of making sure you won't die during that and that's just jump kick left jump kick right jump kick yep. left jump kick yep. right yeah. and then you know quarter circle right 
a high punch, yeah. do a Hadouken, and kill everyone. There's, there's a game called Raging Justice, which is based mm. on Streets of Rage. It's been yeah, like EGA. Yeah, yeah, I have actually yeah. played that. Years. And it's, like, it's, it's been a long time coming. I think they say it's out next year. Bug testing and all that stuff, and just final polish, but... That's Streets of Rage. Yeah, I mean, basically, it's basically they were doing Streets nothing. They they wanted to do no super innovations. They wanted yeah. to make a new Streets of Rage yeah, experience. And it's so good. Uh, I, I yeah. think with much rather Mother Russia bleeds. Mm. They've got um, the the developer had Devolver Digital behind them. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, Devolver are fantastic at, at pushing out these subversive, a, yeah, yeah, little Specific games. Kind of like, yeah, yeah. Game. So like just, like yeah, they're really good red. at mm. <laughs> yes, yeah. In a stop. Genre bending and nostalgic married oh, together. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's that's basically devolver. Uber violence today from Devolver Digital. I'm going to find it. But um, speaking speaking of games with Russia, mm. there's a game called Russian Subway Dogs. Yeah, so you bring that up. <laughs> Russian like, oh, Subway Dogs. Yeah, you play as a dog in a Russian subway, and you sniff out like cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a beat off, I think. <laughs> And it's like, but you're a dog. Yeah, you're a dog. Because I was thinking, what is that game where it's set in Russia in the subway with dogs? And it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> Russian subway dogs. Subway dogs. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, well, look at that. But hold on, let me find that tweet from Devolver Digital. Basically, some guy is complaining about um, Enter the Gungeon. Mm. Just come to Switch. Yeah. Or is coming to Switch? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's out now. Yeah, mm. um, and some guy called Gigaboom on uh, Twitter, he writes in response to Enter the Gungeon coming out on Switch. This is a di- <laughs> sorry, you might have to read this. Do you want to read it? I've not seen it. Because I don't yeah. know what the response. What is. kind of voice shall I do it in? Yeah, you, you gotta do nerdy boys. This is a distasteful throwback game capitalising on nostalgia and ruining the potential for a creative ecosystem with oversaturation on they nostalgia. They spelled they T H A Y and they mean, they mean that. Yeah. <laughs> and look, Devolver Digital retweeted. Okay, this now guy. you gotta do cool dude voice. And this is what. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm really sad I'm on this side of the table. <laughs> oh, Devolver Digital have responded saying, this is literally our business plan verbatim. <laughs> awesome. I see why you brought it up. Oh, that is brilliant. Oh, uh, dear. Sorry. I ha- no, that's perfect. No applause is necessary. What a burn. <laughs> Oh dearie me! I love Devolver. They had that weird E3 conference that that, that just took the piss out of everybody. Yes, the yeah, tent yeah. beside E3 in yeah. the parking lot. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Oh, yeah. good. Does that wrap us up for episode ninety nine? I haven't talked about what I'm playing. Oh, Lucy, what are you playing? Well, I finished South Park. Oh, the fractured butthole. Really good game. Yeah? Really good, yeah. How did, did it stand up to the previous South Parker? That's the thing. It's um, it's quite conflicting because it's a better game. It's like, I think it has... Like mechanically wise? Mechanically, yeah. the fighting. Um, the farting. The farting, yes. And all the special... There's, there's a lot going on. It's like, when you think of an RPG and all the systems and all the loot... You mean a rocket-propelled grenade? What? <laughs> oh, an RPG... 
Anyway. Whoa. <laughs> oh, that's Sorry, cold. I only know it as a role-playing game. <laughs> yeah, you, of all people, I thought. I was speaking to the Wolfenstein fan in the room. No, apparently not. Also, Japanese rocket propelled grenades. I only like using Japanese <laughs> rocket propelled grenades. <laughs> anyway. It's a, it's a, <laughs> do you play the original? Oh uh, yes, I have. Are, yeah, yeah. Are you South Park fans? Or I'm not yeah, a huge yeah. South Park fan, but I have yeah. played the original. Yeah. Did you not enjoy finished. it? Yeah, I liked it. I just yeah. there were other games in the yeah. world. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. It's like this is what happened with me. I started it and I just um, I went away from it for a while and I just wanted to finish it because I thought with game of the year talks, it, the stick of truth was my game of the year of 2014. Yeah. I thought like, I wonder if this can top it and. In a lot of ways, it does. It's 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 got a lot more. It's got more gravitas it's, to it. It's mechanically better. It's, it's, it's more of a stories, game. Yeah, it's more of a game. The story's more cohesive. The puzzles are a bit better. They can get uh, a bit repetitive. But the thing is, is that I don't think it tops Stick of Truth because I think Stick of Truth was just novel. Hmm. Like, yeah, the point wasn't necessarily the game. It just needed yeah. enough, it needed as much game to get their humor across. Yeah, because mm. that game went through development hell. And it's yeah, like, yeah. Because yeah. was, I think in the end it was Obsidian who made it, but they were under THQ and oh god, it was during that the was THQ in the fire thing. Still, right, and yeah, yeah. Ubisoft yeah, eventually Ubisoft acquired it. Up, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, took, it took about four years to come out or something like that. Matt and Trey were like, "This is the worst thing we've ever done in our lives." Yeah, like, but it's but it's, it just all came together, and it was just such a good game. It just felt a love like a love letter to fans of mm. South Park. Yeah, this one, I think a lot of the humor is based in because uh, you know in the first one you, you look through people's closets and yeah. find little trinkets and the references to the probably about seasons one to ten, eleven. This feels like it's made for fans who have continued watching, and okay. I, I'm not one yeah. of them because it's just simply not funny anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's lost its magic, just like The Simpsons did or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, yeah, and don't get me started. And it's like I don't get half of these references, and the humor is not—it's not where it used to be. Because well, I, I mean, this is why you've stopped watching, right? Yeah, and it's like Matt and Trey aren't—they just, just lost it. It's like well, I mean, this is the problem with doing the same like week. Doing mm. the same type of humor, which is sort of subversive, etc. Mm. Give it. Any, what's subversive now is not going to be subversive ten years from now. And if mm. you have like, it's really easy. I mean, this is why like, you, like they, the the Seinfeld crew were really smart mm. to stop at ten years because they weren't sure they were making a lot of money, but they weren't being nearly as like yeah. interesting comedically. Right? This is just what happens. You have yeah. to reinvent. Yeah. And, and they have they haven't they, they sort of but have because they their turnaround on their show is weak but I think that's to the detriment of the show yeah that's ridiculous yeah because it's like you following up on good comedy events. doesn't take a week to write that's it takes longer saying. yeah and it's it, like old episodes of like The Simpsons they're timeless it doesn't matter what yeah which president was in the office at that point they're timeless yeah, yeah. whereas like Hank so, Scorpio yeah. <laughs> is timeless that's what is I'm what saying. I'm fucking saying it's like so far with the turnarounds in a week yeah you have like, I think they had to change an episode because of the I mean, outcome of the election at the last yeah, minute and it, because they didn't think it was going to go that way exactly that's like that that's like the Super Bowl episode of the symptoms but they made fun of the fact that <laughs> that they didn't when they were making it they didn't even know who was going to be the teams the Denver Broncos the Atlanta Falcons <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> they did a really good job. Yep, mm, gotta and, love and those I'm, Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure in that episode, Southpot would have made reference to it. It's like, yeah, we didn't know this was going to yeah. happen. This but also, like, lie, but... there's a reason why there's only a few really great Saturday Night Live sketches mm. per season. Because mm. the turnaround is a week. Yeah, yeah. And even the smartest writers, let alone guys who've been writing this, stuck in this pr- prison of South Park <laughs> for over 10 years. No, what, 15, 20 now? It's 20 years, yeah. yeah. But, but even still, like, even Matt and Trey are still funny. Like, this game is still funny. It's part mm, of it. Yeah. I just think the quality of the last isn't to the standard they were in the last game. Yeah. I just think that's more of a reflection on Trey and... You know... Matt, 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 yeah, yeah, Matt and Trey. Matt and Trey. Rather than anything to do for Ubisoft or anything. Right. Like mm. So yeah, what you're saying is it's more technically sound, yeah, but, but unfortunately... It doesn't have the magic. Yeah. Like the first the reason you go for a South Park yeah. game isn't technically sound. It's comedic first. Yeah. But this has a lot of laughs. I mean, okay, it's it's still funny. There's a lot, and it's just there's so much more bizarre things going on, mm. but not to the point they were in the first game. Right. So if you if you're a South Park fan, mm. but you haven't, I uh, say South Park fan, if you've enjoyed South Park in general, yeah, in general, but haven't kept up with the it's, with it's the not, newest it's sort not of a series. Major problem. I think it's just okay. there are small references because there's a lot of characters who turn yeah. up who are being characters since the start even though yeah. some who have fought you know have yeah. been in like the crazy scientist up on the hill he was in that in, I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah, remember yeah, yeah. in any episode with his little dwarf after, mate yeah, yeah after like season four yeah, I don't, yeah. and it's like there's callbacks like that and it's it, it, it's a really good game I'd be happy to have like one of these like every three years or mm, so right but nothing comes close to like fighting the Aborted fetus, yeah. Kim Kardashian's ginger Nazi zombie child, or something. Yeah, whatever like, it nothing was. comes yeah. Or seeing your parents have sex <laughs> and getting crushed by yeah. your dad's balls as a no more. I mean, there's weird stuff like that. It's like you're, you're chased by this massive, overweight stripper in this one, and it's like she has a special move. I think she's called Bootay or something. She no. plays this <laughs> real <laughs> weird CD strip club music in the background it's like I'm coming to get you <laughs> it's like let me crush those bones with that bootay or something like you know there's still funny stuff that I'll remember and it's yeah. shit like that but it it's doesn't come close cor- it's not the yeah, caliber but still a good, good game. game and what I was pleased to see like I was going through the achievements and this one it, it, usually you see like 0.5% yeah. of the people got to the end of this game it seems like the people who got into this game got really into so, it. Hmm, yeah, right. which is That's always a good, good sign, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how it's sold, but I mean, I mean the it's it's a bit of a normally when you see games where mm. finishing the game is a, is a is a high achievement it's cuz it's a good game. Yeah. The problem with based on some piece of intellectual property is if you're not a South Park fan, you're not going to even buy it and if you're a yeah. South Park yeah. fan, you're probably going to finish it. Yeah. But, but it is a good testament that that, that the people finished it. Yeah, it's got a decent story and it's got weird stuff. It's like I was there's Morgan you can beat up Morgan Freeman in the game. Is he talking about penguins? No, I can't, I can't do no, but he was just—it was yeah. close, but yeah. yeah. But, but I couldn't beat him up because I was black, and he's like, "Cause he, he's <laughs> playing as a black guy," and you're like, and "No, like, can't do." Yeah, yeah, I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I couldn't uh-huh. because he has some some shot called Freeman's Tacos, and it's like you could, <laughs> to get in to get around and beat him, you have to like lift up the uh, 
or open the door to behind the counter. Right. You can't do it if you're a black character. <laughs> and it's like when, <laughs> when you walk in, your reference to me is like, "Hey, sister." <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know? that's pretty good. You know, it's like just oh, weird shit like that. Nice, it's, it's good. Definitely pick it up. It was on. It was on sale on PlayStation, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a couple of days ago. It's on, on sale on the twelve days. Uh, twelve days yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's still again. on sale on the U Play store. It's on sale mm. on the U Play store, but yeah. it's not quite as big of a discount as it was. Yeah, on the 12 I can't days. wait for the DLC, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Shall we finish there? Yeah, I need to race like a pizzorus. <laughs> <laughs> what beers did we have? You've taken our cans away. Oh, Bring them back, we sir, have, so we, we can r- the, recall the what we've drank. Ho- the dangerously close to stupidly apricot. Amount a- of. A- you got closer. The dangerously close to stupid amount of apricot Imperial IPA. Yes. We have the, by tool, the left-handed giant late night fist fight Cascade Centennial and Mosaic APA and... Sriracha Black IPA from Arba. Yep. Where the fuck did that ball go? <laughs> I don't know. It's fine. Know. It doesn't really matter what it was. Oh, it's, it's fine. D- yeah. d- uh, Lucy, mm. did you have a preference? Um, it, it's not the too old. Okay. It was a very nice beer. Yeah. But it wasn't that one. It's between the Arbor and the... Left hand guy. I don't know. I can't pick. Well, why don't we let you ruminate and then we'll see if... But it's going to be one of those where it's just like, I like them both. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I just cheat. You've been cheating. They're both both good. I mean, the the, the The tour is also good. good It's just just stiff competition, I think. Mm. I like the left-handed giant because... I would I think with the Sriracha Black IPA it's a nice flavour it's a well made beer I don't think I'd have another one okay. I think the left handed giant I would pick up straight away if I had a yeah. couple of those in the fridge I would yeah. I would go straight to the fridge after I'd finished it and, and grab and another one grab another one um, so I think for me it's the left handed giant just for that mm. replayability replayability <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm going to echo both of you and say that I loved both of these beers I also like the two all it just it, it just it, it, in a different week it might have come to the top mm. but it mm. just has it just can't compete unfortunately yeah I, I think the Sriracha uh, Arbor Black the bleh, 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 that one bleh. The IPA. Arbor yeah. Sriracha Black IPA. I was going to say Sriracha Arbor Black IPA. I'm like that, that is the least sensical way of saying that. <laughs> the Arbor Sriracha Black IPA is a fantastically crafted beer. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm super surprised by how well everything works together, mm-hmm. given that they're very distinct tastes that I never thought about. Yeah. And so I have to give kudos to that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I would have it again, uh, unlike Ben. But like Ben, uh, the left hand, the late night fist fight. I would grab another one way, way quicker, yeah. way in more days of the week. Yep. And so um, I'm going to say, based on crafting of beer, based on quality, like like really well balanced thing, it's the Arbor. Based on drinkability, it's the Left Handed Giant. Mm. Mm. So I, I, I'm basically also saying both. both well, well, as they say, when in Rome, I'm in Bristol, so I'm going to rep <laughs> Left Handed Giant. And Arbor. They're both, they're both Bristol. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I was going to say, on a giant or the Arbor? Oh. Yeah. I'm going to rep the bigger bottle. Yeah. <laughs> so more beer. So it's the, uh, it's it's the Arbor? No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's oh, the Arbor. No, no, because as you say, it's like, it's. I've never had a Sriracha Black IPA before. Mm, mm. And it's like, that's probably what I'd go to first. Like, nowadays, I. Well. Not even just nowadays. A lot I usually go for 
the weird kind of yeah, thing. The, like mm, there's a tropical experimental stout stuff. There. Yeah, yeah. And it's like what the hell is a tropical stout from Cloudwater in the in the fridge right now? And it's like so. You know, I'm going to go and find out Yeah, and to be controversial. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> or contrary, not controversial. Mm. Awesome. Mm. So. Um, if people wanted to tell you why that's the, a bad way a way of um, deciding the best beer of the week how would they reach you uh, they can go fuck me. themselves <laughs> <laughs> they can follow me on twitter at beerresistible underscore and uh, on the gaming things you're Juicy uh, Loose Juicy 9 Juicy Loose 9 yeah and on untapped Juicy Loose 9 uh, I'm at Nova underscore 47 drop the app for the PSNs and but still the, the and stuff. But still the underscore. Yeah. That remains. And what if they just wanted to reach us in general? <gasps> at tanked up underscore cast. Tanked up cast at gmail.com. You can go to Facebook. You'll find us there. Just search for tanked up. Yeah, if you look at our Facebook page, the article we talked about this week has already up there. Yep. Um, you can reach me at the Omniarch on all of the things. Um, except <gasps> Twitch. Uh, and yes, um, also... We are part of the Out of Lives Network. Um, another part of the Out of Lives Network is the PlayStation Forecast, oh. which is a brand new PlayStation-specific news reviews and things you could use PlayStation. Um, I don't think podcast. we can use that. I'm pretty sure that the actually the PlayStation Blogcast used that. N- news reviews and things you can use? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, I think you've, you've, oh, I'm, you've I'm, almost word for word stolen that tagline. Okay. <laughs> we don't do that one. Um, it, it's fine because I stole that off of um, a a action sci-fi fantasy um, movie podcast. That's fine. Everyone's using it there. Maybe yeah. we will. Maybe yeah. we will. Um, also, uh, it's, it's, it's a greatly named podcast. Hey. Um, yeah, but yes, good. PlayStation Forecast, um, take a look at that, and also take a look at the articles and mm. whatnot, um, which will have a, big, a few roundups on outoflives.net. Mm. And send us emails. Um, um, please leave reviews. We're on, we're on, we've renewally added to, added to Google Play Podcasts in North America. Uh, we're on Stitcher, we're on iTunes, um, reviews put us higher in the rankings, which means more people can see it, us, and so we can engage with more of you, and also the Ego Boost is always welcome. Yeah. Do it, do it now. And can can I just add a note <gasps> as well? Um, play a game called Gora, Gora Goa, it's very hard to spell, G-O-R-O-G-O-A. I didn't want to talk about it because I can't explain it. it just play, just play the game? Just play the game. What's it on? It's on Steam, it's on iOS and Google Play. Oh, so it's a, it's a mobile and PC game. Yeah. Okay. It, I'm too stupid to explain it. Okay. And it's called Goro. Goro Goa. Goa. It's it's an Annapurna interactive game. Right. And um, so people behind What Remains of Edith and mm. stuff gotcha. published it. Yeah. Cool. Sorry to. Uh, no, no, it it's may perfect. not be on Google Play because Google Play <laughs> is a um, crap store. It is available oh, on, on iOS, Steam. And Good old games and Switch. Don't buy it on Switch because it's like triple the price. It's that Nintendo tax. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, the Nintendo tax. Um, but you can get it at Good Old Games and Steam, and sometimes their yeah. their sales uh, their sales often don't match. So you can usually um, you yeah. definitely check both. Yeah, so it's five pounds. It's um, about two hour game, but I felt like a savant when I was playing it. Really, I, I felt. Like I had an epiphany. Ooh. It's a puzzle game, and um, <laughs> yeah, awesome. I'm going to check Thank it out. Thank you for letting me derail the end of the podcast. No, That's no, no fine. worries. Oh, how do we end this podcast? Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Ciao.